This is Linda Ockwell Jenner, founder of Motivational Steps, motivational speaker, author and consultant. As promised, I am back for my second podcast for the month of October. I would like to thank everyone who has been emailing me with their comments about motivational moments and I am delighted that you are enjoying these moments with me. October, as always, is my busiest month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month in Canada and other places around the world prompts many companies to think about inviting speakers, such as myself, along to the workplace to talk about healthy lifestyle prevention, early detection and, hopefully, make more people aware. This time last year, my memories are of me recovering at home after my hysterectomy. I look back to that time and shudder. It was one of the worst times of my life, and not only did I have to contend with healing my body after surgery, I had to struggle with emotional healing. Hormonal changes were rapidly taking over and trying to cope with my mood swings and feelings of sadness and being out of control almost got the better of me. At least when I was recovering from surgery after being diagnosed with breast cancer, I could get on with my life and at least pick up a kettle. Yes, there were emotional challenges to deal with then, obviously, but I was in control of those thoughts and feelings, not my hormones. I like being in control. There, I said it. Admitting something is always the first step to moving on. This October has been particularly special for me, not only because I had a wonderful birthday, I normally do have those, but because I was nominated for the Kitchener Waterloo Oktoberfest Rogers Woman of the Year 2005 Award in the category of Health and Wellness. To be acknowledged for this tribute is one of the highest honours that a woman in the region of Waterloo can achieve. I was nominated in the category of health and wellness and attended the wonderful award ceremonies along with my husband Dave and daughter Melissa. It was held on the 6th of October which is also my birthday so it was a double celebration. I was not the recipient of the award in my category, but like the Oscar nominees always say, it's not winning that matters, it's being nominated. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I sat and thought about some of my work in the community and achievements over the years. I am an ambassador for Hope Spring Cancer Support Centre. I work with the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation and the CBC Run for the Cure. In the past, I have worked on the Great Ride and Stride to Beat Cancer and the Relay for Life. I talk about being a cancer survivor whenever I have the opportunity in order to take away some of the scare factor involved when you mention the word cancer. I founded the Small Business Community Network Group two years ago in order to offer support and affordable networking to small businesses in Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge and surrounding areas. 
I launched my debut book, A Life Like Mine, in July of this year as another way to help people who are not able to attend my workshops or keynote presentations. To be honest, I believe others have done much more than me in this community to deserve such an honour that was bestowed upon me, but I know that whomever nominated me felt I deserved to be nominated, and it spurs me on to try and do a little bit more to help others. I was interviewed on Voice America by Patricia Raskin a few weeks ago and it is amazing how many people heard the interview and it prompted them to email me and either congratulate me on being a two-time breast cancer survivor or to ask how they could purchase my book A Life Like Mine. My book can be purchased via my website by using PayPal, a very easy process and my website address is www.motivationalsteps.com and you click on the link for A Life Like Mine. As promised last time, I would like to read out a short piece from another chapter of my book, A Life Like Mine, Knowing I Can Cope, Chapter 3. Over the next few months, my panic attacks became fewer and fewer, but I now knew how to cope with them and sometimes stopped them before they even started. During this time, my father-in-law was settled into a nursing home, about 45 minutes from our home. Usually I visited him during the day as it was easier for me. My husband and I visited him as much as possible in the evenings and on weekends. We sometimes took him for a drive until he could no longer leave the nursing home. Here was another person who had terminal cancer. To my belief, he had no idea he was dying. He had not discussed it with us, nor us with him. Once again, it was a case of feeling it was better not to know. One Saturday morning, we got a phone call to say my father-in-law had passed away in his sleep. My husband went to the nursing home to deal with some arrangements while I stayed home with our children. My third son, who was about seven years old, experienced the worst asthma attack he had ever had just after my husband left the house. I had to rush him to the hospital for treatment. We found out afterwards that his type of asthma is anxiety-induced and he was quite a sensitive child. We think the news of his granddad's death brought on this attack. A few weeks after my father-in-law's funeral, my son told me he had seen his granddad sitting on the end of his bed. We thought that he had been dreaming. Many years later, I believe he has the same gifts as my mum and can see spirits and sometimes visions. This gift was part of the reason my mum was unhappy. I think it scared her and she didn't know what to do with it. Some would call it a gift, while others would call it a burden. I phoned my hypnotherapist after my father-in-law died and she asked how I had coped with his death and the preparations for the funeral. I proudly told her that I had not experienced any panic attacks and I had been strong for my husband and family. Only in later life have I understood that I can be strong in stressful situations, but weeks or months later the stress comes out in some way or another. This time I was prepared. I knew that by being relaxed and acknowledging 
why, what, or how I had become upset or stressed would help me deal with it. During my life, I have gone through many stages of change, becoming stronger and more independent as I grew older. Some of the changes were hard to accept at the time, and maybe I didn't realise why these things were happening to me. It all becomes clear eventually, but this may not happen for months or years, so it was quite a struggle wondering why all these challenges were happening to me and not knowing the reason. Hypnotherapy helped me to help myself. I did not become dependent on drugs, alcohol, smoke cigarettes or have a nervous breakdown. I researched what I felt would be the best way to help me. It worked for me, but it may not work for everyone. I hope you enjoyed that little taste of my book and I want to remind you I also offer a free monthly digest called Stepping Stone which is sent out via email once a month to subscribers all over the world. We offer subscribers the chance to advertise in Stepping Stone, write articles and offer feedback on what they like about Stepping Stone. If you wish to subscribe to Stepping Stone, please go to www.motivationalsteps.com and click on the link Stepping Stone and follow the easy instructions. Before I say goodbye today, I want to tell you about a very exciting networking event I attended earlier this week. Chris Perrinfuss, Senior Client Partner with Franklin Covey, Canada, was kind enough to attend and offer some insight into the seven habits of highly effective people. I would think that everyone in the world has read this book, written by the great Stephen Covey. I sat mesmerised listening to Chris walk us through the seven habits and realised I practice most of the habits myself. Without even knowing who Stephen Covey was or knowing about his book, I was doing much of what is written in the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. When I founded Motivational Steps and eventually read Stephen's book, it became another tool I could use to help me in my everyday life. I have my six steps for living with life's challenges, which not only help me, but helps anyone who wants to use my six steps. I think my point is, we gain more by working together, sharing, listening, and constantly learning something new every day. Embrace change, make choices, and ask for help. Help is always there, but you may not realise it. Moving on very quickly to a verse in one of my birthday cards from one of my children, I will leave you with this to think about. With every passing year, I realise how much I have learned from you. Your kindness taught me how to trust others, and your sense of humour kept me from taking things too seriously. By sticking up for what's right, you taught me the power of truth. Most of all, by loving me, you gave me confidence. Reading that verse from one of the birthday cards one of my children sent me makes me realise that being a mother has many challenges and sometimes much heartache 
and lots of worry. But when you receive a card with a verse like that from a child who you believe sometimes doesn't listen to you and sometimes decides to do the things that they prefer to do their way instead of listening to a parent, you realize that you did do something right and that that child was listening to you. They just didn't tell you at the time. And in later years, the child comes back to tell you, Yes, Mum, I did listen to you. That makes me feel really loved and makes me realize, once again, being a parent is hard work, but it's the most fulfilling and wonderful experience I've ever had. And I will continue to enjoy being a parent for the rest of my life. On that note, I will say goodbye and I will be back with a new podcast later in November. Until then, take care and if you want to email me with your thoughts or questions, email lynda at motivationalsteps.com. <music>